Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Realizing Destiny with Destiny Thomas. Remember, the key to finding your purpose is realizing that it can't be found without prayer. All right, guys, if you know anything about me, you know I love feedback. I love to know how I'm doing, how I can make things better for you all. So please, please, please don't forget to leave your review after listening to the episodes. I really, really, really appreciate it. And plus, the more reviews you guys leave, the more people will be able to notice and hear about this podcast and be able to get all the gems, jewels, diamonds, and rubies that you are getting as well. So please don't forget to leave a review. This episode of the Realizing Destiny podcast is brought to you by Purpose Filled Prayer Coaching. So many times people shy away from praying for healing and breakthrough for themselves and others because they believe that prayer is assigned only to pastors and other church officials. This program strives to break that thought pattern and open people up to what prayer really is and how it can be used effectively. Hey, hey, hey. Here we are, episode five of the series, God, You Told Me to Jump, Now What? You guys have just heard from the amazing Sethaline Amachi from Love Sethi and the Tribe Gathering. And what better way to end this series God, you told me to jump. Now what? All things entrepreneurship. Then with me, the founder, the owner, the host of this podcast, Miss Destiny Thomas. So before we get into me answering the same questions that all of my previous guests have answered and some additional things that I would just like to add on my interview, because, hey, it's mine. I can do what I want. Um, I'm going to, of course, open, open us up with a word of prayer. So dear Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight, God, asking you to touch me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. God, I ask that your words be the words that leave my lips, God, that you are the only one, God, that is so powerful that you can use one message and allow that one message to reach the souls of every single person that will hear it, God, and that there will be a seed planted that will sprout up a harvest that they will not have room enough to receive. God, I never want to get... away from the message, God. I never want to get away from the true plan and purpose that you have for me, God, which is doing your work, God, and making sure everyone knows that what I am doing is for you and only you, God, that I'm willing to let it go, that I'm willing to start it up. I'm willing to do whatever it is that you want me to do. So God, I ask that this uh, podcast today, God, will reach the right people at the right time. God, that you will just move in a mighty way, God, because you are a good father. You are a good, a good everything. So God, I just thank you. I just praise you. And I give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Well, I don't have an amazing person to bring on next with their voice, but you will hear from me for the entirety of this podcast interview episode situation shit we have here. Um, like I said, I am Destiny Thomas. Um, so uh, I'm going to literally read the same questions that I read for them so that I can make it easy for me. Um, and then I will add in a little bit where I feel needs to be added. So the first question is, um, introduce myself. So I am Destiny Thomas. I am the founder and the CEO of Realizing Destiny LLC and Purpose-Filled Prayer. Um, I'm a mother. I am a wife. I'm 29 years old. I'll be 30 this year. Woo woo. I'm super excited. Um, and I have an amazing now four-year-old as of February the 8th. Um, named KJ and an amazing husband named Kareem. Um, and KJ is Kareem uh, Jr. So that's their names. Um, and that's who I am. I am a full-time entrepreneur. 
um, by way of motivational speaking, podcasting, um, an author, um, a full-time prayer and discernment coach, and also a true, true advocate for Jesus first, but also for infertility because I had a three and a half year battle with infertility, as you guys are probably going to hear a little bit about a little later. And that is who I am. So that's destiny. Um, A brief story of how I started my entrepreneur journey. Hmm. So it probably is not going to be brief, but it's going to be as quickly as I can make it. Um, So a little backstory. Um, Back in uh, 2010, 2011-ish, well, I got married in 2010, um, and I was diagnosed with two conditions, one known as polycystic ovarian syndrome, try saying that three times uh, fast, and also endometriosis. And um, I didn't know what these things were, but I was diagnosed with them, and um, basically they told me that it would take me a little while to have a child, and they were a little right. Um, so, through my infertility journey, I learned about the importance of truly trusting in God. And I also learned um, that I didn't trust God as much as I thought I did. And um, towards the end of my journey, God showed me what it looked like, what it felt like, what it smelled like um, to, to really trust him. So let's fast forward to answering the question of how I got started on my entrepreneurial journey. So um, I was in corporate America since 2008, right out of high school, I got into corporate and um, I was there for that entire time. And then October, well, a little bit, maybe like September of 2017, maybe August 2017, I started getting really, really um over my job more than I already was over my job, if that makes any sense. Um, I had waited for my miracle baby for years. He was now here. Um, so I wanted to stay home with him, but I knew based on my infertility financial situation, based on just bad decisions from dealing with infertility, um, and just based on how much I made at work, um, it wasn't realistic to leave my job. Um, however, I just kept working and knew something would happen one day. Um, and then it was kind of like a light bulb went off. I just knew that I was tired and I couldn't do it anymore. And I um, knew that when I was at my weakest moment in my life and knew that I really wanted a baby, I went to God and I really cried out to God. And I really was serious this time. I was like, God, I know you know my heart and got my heart right now wants this child. And that's how I felt about my job. God, I I know you know my heart, God. And right now my heart, it doesn't want this anymore. And I know that I can sit down all day and create these plans, these exit strategies of how I can leave my job based on a natural state. But God, you're God. You can get me out of this. If this is where you don't want me to be, if, if my time really is up as I know it is, um, God, you can move speedily. <laughs> um, so I begin to cry out to God and just say, God, I don't want to do this anymore, but I want to do it your way. God, I'm tired of worrying. I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck, even though I make all of this money. Um, but I don't want to move if you don't tell me to move. And when I was dealing with infertility, the Holy Spirit has spoke to me uh, towards the end of my infertility journey and told me that the reason why my prayers were not answered is because I wasn't hearing him. Um, and I asked him to elaborate. And when he did, he gave me a step-by-step system um, with prayer. And he told me, if you pray to me every single time this way, 
you will hear from me every time and I will give you very clear direction um, in life and, and, and with everything. And I use that um, in prayer, even up until that point. Um, but at the time, I was only praying about things that I felt were um, important, like, oh, well, I need these bills paid. You know, I need extra money. I don't have enough. But I never was very strategic with asking him about my job. And I think a lot of us have been there before. If it's not with our job, it's with a relationship. We pray to God about certain things, but we don't understand why we're not getting answers about other things, right? Um, and so he he revealed to me in the form of journal praying using that step-by-step process he gave me um, that my time was up. And I didn't believe it. You know, I was just like, God, um, I need to know without a shadow of a doubt that this is you, that this is what you want me to do, that this is where you want me to be. Um, and he said, no, your time is up. And he said, I'm going to show you better than I can tell you. Um, and at first I was like, okay, he's going to give me another exit strategy. I'm good. You know, we're going to stack up some cheese, you know, some bread. (laughs) And let's just say that wasn't what happened. Um, what happened was the next day I left to go to work and everything was the same as normal. I was frustrated and I was crying going to work. Right. Um, and I got almost to the exit that I would get off and I started like hyperventilating um like something I've never dealt with before and I just kept going I'm like okay Destiny you you know turn your praise and worship music on and I'm praying and I even started praying in tongues I'm like Lord I need you to really move because this feeling I feel is not normal um and I get to work I park I go in there and it gets worse like to the point where I'm like how what can I do to not be here like like (laughs) I'm not even gonna lie guys it was so bad I was like um you know they had just taken the rail off of the stairs to do some like um to update it and I was like maybe I could fall down the stairs and like not hurt myself but hurt myself to go home Um, I know these are like terrible thoughts. So if you're thinking of anything like this, I would definitely advise you to reach out to um, someone to get help. But I was like, Lord, what's going on? I've never had these thoughts. Like I've never, of course, I don't want to be here, but it was never this bad. And so I went to my supervisor and I was like, hey, you know, today I'm not feeling it. I'm just going to go home, you know, and I left and I'm driving home and I'm like, okay, God, what is going on? And then I really started crying and I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. Like, I really need you to just help me, show me the way, what is happening, God, get me out of here. And I'm crying out to God in my car, like losing it, guys. And God said, I told you, I'm not, you're not going back. And I'm like, okay, what does this mean? Like, I need you to give me more instructions. So, um, the next day I was like, okay, maybe this was a fluke. Maybe he's telling me I'm not going back, but he's like, preparing me for more. So let me just go back. So the next day I tried it again and it happened again. And I was like, okay, all right, Destiny, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta figure something out. So I drove, drove home and I like got really serious and I started really being very specific with God and okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? And I started hearing him say 10, 11, 10, 11, 10, 11. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? And God was like, call your doctor. So I called my doctor for an appointment. I was like, hey, um, I need to be seen because I just, I don't know what's going on, but I've been having like some hyperventilating some, and I was trying to explain to her. Um, and I went in, um, 
and she saw me. And um, so the next thing she said was, okay, I'm going to write you out of work, effective 1011. And I will have you return back on October 31st. And she said, but Destiny, I've been seeing you for years now. Uh, We've put you on so much migraine medicine. We've put you on different stuff just to be able to be at this job. And I think your time is up. So I'm going to give you to the 31st out of work to either put in some other applications or figure some other things out, but you can't, you can't go back. And so I'm like, okay, well, if that wasn't some confirmation, but still she's a doctor, right? And I'm like, lady, little do you know, if I quit my job right now, you're not getting your copay, right? And I ain't gonna have my insurance. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, she's like, and to make it easier, what I'll do is we will check in in another week or a week and a half see how you're doing. Maybe you could, maybe you'll figure it out, but I don't see how, as long as your RX chart is at this point. Um, but I'm going to write you out. So I'm like, okay, so now I know what God, why God was saying 10, 11. So after that, I came home and I really started like really praying every single morning, just seeking God's face and in a different way though, being very intentional about what I was asking. Um, and I said to my husband, I said, I think God is about to tell me to quit my job. And he's like, like, how uh, soon are we talking? And I was like, I don't know, but it seems like it's like soon, soon. He's like, yeah, that's crazy. Um, And he's like, well, I am not going to say God's not telling you that, but you know, I hope God sees all these bills we have. Cause um, yeah. And I begin to just continue to pray and I'm like, okay, God, you know, what is it that, what are you wanting me to do? Are you wanting me to apply to other jobs? Because I'm going to be honest in the natural, that's what I started doing. I started wanting to apply to other jobs and things like that. And he was like, that's not what I told you to do. Just, just, just stay focused on what I'm telling you to do. And so long story short, um, I said, okay, God, I need to know when you want me to do this and how you want it to be done. And he told me, as clear as I'm speaking to all of you, um, that October 21st is your freedom date. Um, That will be the date that you walk into your true faith walk. That is when you will put all of your trust in me. And I'm like, okay, that's like in a couple of days. Okay. And so then I'm like, God, well, why would you have me leave on October 21st when she's given me to October 31st? Like, let me just ride this thing out, right? And so it just so happened that in a couple of days was actually my follow-up date with her. And I went into my follow-up appointment and she said, I have bad news. And I'm like, I bet you do. And she's like, it looks like based on your paperwork from work, I can only have you out until October 21st. She said, as of the 21st, you'll have to return to work. We can, you know, if you are willing to go see a psychiatrist, we maybe can get you, you know, some FMLA for something different. And, and I said, you know what? No, I'm fine. You know, I'm good. That's okay. And she's like, Destiny, what are you going to do? I know you can't go back. And I said, I'm not, I'm just going to quit. And she's like, really? Did you find something else? And I was like, nope. God told me it's time and I'm just going to go. And that was the confirmation that I needed. However, I still wanted more. 
And I know a lot of people I talk to all the time, they're like, I know God's telling me to do this. He's confirmed it through three people already. But you still haven't moved because you're still waiting for more confirmation. And guys, that's where I was. I was like, God, but I need you to make I need to make sure this is you. God, I'm leaving literally everything behind. Everything. And I continue to pray every single day and ask God, God, is this really you? And he said, Destiny, at this point, you're in disobedience because I've already told you what I want you to do. Now it's time to just do it. Write the resignation letter and go turn it in. It's time to release yourself. And at that point, I didn't want to be in disobedience anymore. So I did did as I was told. And I went and turned in my resignation letter. And when I tell you that was the best day of my life, I had the most peace in my life that I've ever had. And the reason why is because that was the first day that I chose destiny. In 28 years of my life, I have chosen to do things for everyone else. What it looked like to everybody else. How everyone else may feel. uh, What expectations people had of me. And for once, I was doing something. Yes, I was doing it for God, but I was doing it to live in my purpose that God had for me. And I know that's really a long answer to the question, which is give a brief story of how you started your entrepreneurial journey. But I feel like that that was for someone. I don't I never feel like God has me say or share certain things for no reason. But to answer the question, after leaving my corporate job, I begin to pray and say, God, okay, you told me to do this. Where's the million dollars to help me pay my bills for the rest of this time? And he was like, no, the next thing I want you to do is just to go live and pray for people on Facebook. And I said, God, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, let me clarify. Dumb as in how is this going to pay my bills? Not dumb, because I really do truly love praying for people. And I know how powerful prayer is, hence why I'm not in corporate anymore, right? But that is how my entrepreneur journey started by taking a huge leap of faith that everyone didn't understand, even myself. And by starting to go live and pray for people, because that's what God told me to do. So I also ask you guys, what is the last thing that God told you to do that didn't seem to make sense? What is the last thing he's told you to do that you still haven't done because it's uncomfortable because of what other people may think about it or because no one has done it before? I advise you to just do it. So the next question is, did you have anyone that you thought would immediately support you that didn't? So this will be, I guess, a two-part answer because to go back to the first question, which is how did my entrepreneurial journey get started, um, that is how Realizing Destiny got started. But I originally started entrepreneurship through network marketing through a company known as It Works Global, um, and that started in March of 2016 after I had my son. I had never done entrepreneurship things before other than like, you know, selling little stuff here and there in school. Um, 
But It Works was actually the um, the stepping stone for me to get into entrepreneurship. That's where I was taught the importance of believing in yourself, the importance of your walk with God, the importance of networking and really building genuine relationships with people. So that is how my entrepreneur journey started. But how Realizing Destiny started was the story that I just gave you guys. Um, now, when I started network marketing, did I have anyone that I thought would immediately support me that didn't? Yes. I had a lot of people um, that didn't understand what I was doing. They thought it was a scam. Um, a lot of people that just didn't expect Destiny to do something like this because, like I said, I had been in corporate making really, really good money. So they didn't really understand it. Even though I love the products, and I still love the products, I actually still have a cabinet full of them that I use. Um, I knew that that was something God was using as a platform to get me out of that people-pleasing state that I had been in for so long. Um, so yes, how did how would I say I dealt with that and even deal with it now? Because I still have people that you know I've supported for years and still support that don't support me um I had to realize that my lane is my lane and the same way that there's one route to my home that I have to take every day there's thousands of other people that will never take my route because they're never coming to my house right and I'm okay with that but there are hundreds of people that will take my route and come to my house it's the same my business is for the people that need my business and that may not necessarily be my best friend even though she has supported um quite amazingly all of my friends have um most of them (laughs) but my business was not given to me for my aunt, my cousin, my best friend. It was given to me for the specific people that God knew needed it. Just for instance, my infertility journey. I wrote a book about my infertility journey and everybody in my family is necessarily doesn't is not necessarily going to need to read it because they haven't dealt with that. Even though I feel like my book re- even teaches about le- lessons with marriage and lessons with your walk with Christ. There's a lot in the book. Um, however, everybody's not going to read it. It's not for everyone. And I just had to learn that everything I do is not for everyone, but there is someone that it is for. And I just need to push myself and, 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 and reach that someone that will reach another one and another one. Um, so that's kind of how I had to deal with it. Does it hurt sometimes? Yeah. Even still, you know, when you go to events and you're speaking and you look in the audience and no one that is related to you or that cheers you on is there. It sometimes makes you feel a certain way, but I know that sometimes and most of the time you have to do a lot of work alone before people truly see the value in what you're doing. Um, and I'm okay with that. So next question is what makes me show up every day, even when I feel like quitting? This is such um, an amazing question. I would have to say pat myself on the back because I came up with this one. Um, But it's the people. Um, But even more than the people, it's the calling. It's to, 
To be able to wake up every morning and know you are exactly where God called you to be when he called you to be there is a feeling that nothing in this world can give you. And it's that knowing that even though it may be hard, even though sometimes I'm tired, even though what I do specifically is draining on my entire body sometimes, um, it's to know that I actually know what my purpose is and I'm able to live in it every single day. That, guys, is powerful. But in addition to that, it's being able to serve people. It's being able to see the look on a woman's face who literally has not felt peace in years get it in less than 45 minutes in a one-on-one session with me because the Holy Spirit has now revealed to her her deepest, darkest secrets and informed her of why she has been feeling this pain or this feeling of incompleteness in a short period of time, but also has given her the comfort and the solution needed of how to move forward. That is powerful. It's powerful to share a specified gift and talent that God has given me with the world. It's powerful. So that is what motivates me to do it every day. But even more than that, it's my son. Um, My family as a whole, my husband and my son. But I would have to say my son. Um, You know, children are impressionable. And one thing that made me jump two seconds more than God telling me to do it was the fact that I was being fraudulent to my son. How could I possibly wake up every morning and tell him to do affirmations over himself or speak life into himself when I wasn't doing the same? Um, How could I tell him to reach for the stars when I was choosing to reach no higher than my cubicle would go due to the money that they were choosing to pay me to keep me? I no longer wanted to be a fraud. And I knew that there would be things I would have to sacrifice to do that. And one of those things is never quitting. Never going back pushing as hard as I possibly could push every single day with God to show him that there literally is nothing that can limitate, put a limit on you and and how far you can go as long as you have God with you. So that is what makes me show up every day. That was a very complex answer, but I would have to say my obedience to God being able to serve and to see the look and the smile on people's face when they get a revelation from God and and God is able to heal them in in minutes um or I'm sorry begin the healing process in them in minutes and give them clarity and direction of how to continue on the journey of healing um and my son and my family so What was one of the biggest storms or trials you faced as an entrepreneur? (laughs) Which one? (sighs) I guess I want to be as transparent and as honest as possible. 
Um, and I may get a little emotional when I share this one. Um, but one of the biggest storms I've faced as an entrepreneur um, would have to kind of go back to, did I have anyone that thought would immediately support me that didn't? Um, so the biggest storm or trial that I faced as an entrepreneur was the discouragement, um, the lack of belief, and the <laughs> lack of encouragement, <laughs> I guess that is discouragement, right, from my husband. That was hard. Um that was super hard and it made me really question what was God doing um as I said a little bit earlier my husband and I have went through a very um tumultuous infertility journey so we have the last probably five six years have really been in good in a good space like our son came and and even before my son came we just were at a really good space and we were really our communication had grown crazy um and we were just at a really really good space and then when the Lord told me to leave my job it just went a different way and um he the first thing he said was well I'm going to I'm going to go with this just because I know your relationship with God but I think it's the craziest thing I've ever heard and he meant it and just a little background on my husband you guys probably heard from him on the previous or on a couple episodes um before but my husband is from New York <laughs> he's from the Bronx and he's very direct he's the sweetest man you'll ever meet and he loves me dearly um but he's what I like to call a realist in the realist of the realist ways um so he looks at things as what they look like right now not the supernatural um, he is a God-fearing man. He loves God and he believes that God is powerful and God is God. Um, I mean, God's done a lot of amazing things in our lives. But I like to call my husband a testimonial Christian. And that's something I came with, came up with, so you might not know what that means, right? And I, on the other hand, am a intimate relationship Christian. So let me explain. Um, me, I have been in church my entire life. Um, but even deeper than church, I've had an intimate relationship with God since a teenager. Um, I challenged God when I was at church. Everyone used to say how good God was and how amazing he was. So I said, that's cute what you're saying about God, but I want to know him for myself. And I want to know how good of a God he is so that I can vouch for him for myself and not have anyone ever discourage me of how good he is because I'm living it based off what my mom or someone else says. So I was about 14 years old and 
I said, God, if you're as real as everyone's making you out to be, and if you're as loving and everything, then I challenge you to reconnect me with my father before my 16th birthday. And it was very specific, um, very specific, because at this time I hadn't seen my dad um, since I was eight years old. And um, it was nobody but God that could do it, right? And he did it literally a couple of, I think a month before my 16th birthday, two months. I was asleep in my room, just had got from school, was taking my after school nap that I like to take in middle school and high school. Um, and my phone rang and I, my mom always allowed me to have my own house phone and it rang and there was a man on the phone and I'm like, who is this grown man calling my phone? <laughs> and it was my father. And we were able to meet and um, reconnect. And after that, I knew God was real. I knew he heard my prayers. I knew he heard my cries. I knew, more importantly, how to hear from him. Because when I asked him, he said, I'm going to do it. You watch. And that's and that's how it went since then. I've talked to God and he's talked to me and I've been able to hear him. And um, whereas my husband, on the other hand, he... Um, came to Christ from 20 some years old. He had um, lived his life and did whatever he was bad enough to do. And then he gave his life to God. He We got in a relationship. We got married. Um, and his life has kind of been based off testimonies, like this big 180 change in his life. And then he got married and then he got a house and then he got it. So it's been very testimonial. Um, So when it came to me leaving, um, it's kind of like in the natural and it's not kind of, it was that you're choosing, you're making a choice to now have your family financially struggle. Because like I said, I made a lot of money, um, and we lived in a two income household and now you're choosing to wipe away that entire income based off of something that God told you to do. Now, me, once again, knowing about having an intimate relationship with God, knowing about how good God is, and there's no better place to than to be in God's will. However, that doesn't take away the real facts, you know? Um, and it was just very hard during that time. It was just kind of like <laughs> everything was made fun of. Um, especially when he was like, okay, so God told you to quit your job. You quit what you're doing now. And I was like, oh, he's just telling me to go live and pray for people. And he's like, what? You got to be kidding me. Like, that's not going to pay any bills. That's not going to do anything. And I'm like, God, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, I'm asking how bills are going to be paid. Like, you know, what, what are we doing? And it was, it was a very hard time for me. Um, because, I just kept saying, God, why would you, I know you're not a God of confusion. You're not a God of strife. You're not a God of, uh, just discord. You know, why would you, why would you make me do something that's going to make my husband upset? Um, and it, it just was really, 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 really rough. And, um, God told me, he said, destiny, this is a test of, how much you trust me. He said, if you can get through to him, 
there will be no one that can ever deter you from what I am telling you to do and when I'm telling you to do it. This man sleeps with you every single night. If you can stand up for me in front of him, I can do anything with you. And that's what I had to keep replaying in my head when my husband didn't understand, when people didn't understand. Is that I just continued to remind them that I was doing this for God. He would make it all make sense. And boy, has he. So that was the biggest storm or trial that I faced as an entrepreneur. Having to stand up for God, but still be humble enough to allow my husband to lead. So I encourage you to not let anyone discourage you. But if you know God told you to do something, use anyone that is speaking against you as an opportunity to spend more time with God because he will comfort you. He will encourage you. He will affirm you. He will remind you. But more importantly, he'll give you the reasoning behind what he's doing. And I think a lot of us quit too soon because we don't know why we're doing it but the reason why we don't know is because we haven't asked so that got a little emotional so next question is how did I get through it I kind of already answered that but um I just took it day by day um I had some (laughs) I had a person that I could really call um, during that time that would encourage me and say, Destiny, you got to keep going. Like, this is just a test. He told, God already told you it's a test. It's no different than any other test. You got to keep going. You got to keep praying. Um, and another thing God told me was that I was allowing the enemy to win. I wasn't using the power and authority that he gave me. And I was allowing the enemy to defeat me because of who he was using. Um, and I think that happens a lot of time, even our children, like if you notice every day when you're trying to pray or spend time with God, your kid keeps coming and asking questions. No, there's not a demon possessing your child or anything, but the enemy knows how to distract you. He knows what will stop you. Um, so you have to use the power and authority that God has given us to speak to and say, Spirit of distraction, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to have this time with God. I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to, and I just don't think we do that enough. So I just had to continue to pray every single day. I had to pray over my husband. I had to um, continue to ask God to just direct me, give me the right words to say, um, but also hear my husband too, um, because some of it was, it was so much, some, some of it was just my delivery Um, because I was so focused on doing what God wanted me to do that sometimes when I would deliver it to my husband, it was kind of like he had no say so. And even though in all actuality, he didn't have very much say so, there's still a way to deliver it or there's still a way to, um, 
get your your spouse's covering um and and direction because God gave me my husband so God will speak to him too. Um so we did have to I did have to get order uh direction from God of destiny. Okay, here you didn't need to say, well God told me to do it, so that's kind of it. You know, just say you know, babe, these are some things I've been praying about. Could you come in agreement with me and pray about them? Or, you know, could you go in prayer with them about it? It was more of making it an inclusive situation and not a separation situation. Um, so those were some things I learned um, and some things I did to get through it. So the next question is, how important is prayer and God and entrepreneurship? <laughs> Considering I'm a prayer and discernment coach um, and a prayer warrior and a lover of all things prayer, <laughs> it's everything. Um, but no, prayer and God and entrepreneurship, it really is everything. Um, I tell my students that I literally wake up every day and sit down and journal to God. And I say, God, you know, let me not say every day because I don't want to be up here lying. I have missed some days, guys. Um, or I may have done it at night, not at morning, but you get my point. Um, I go to God and I say, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do today? Who is it that you want me to reach out to? You know, what time do you want me to do this? Um, is this someone you want me to work with? I'm very specific in what I ask God for. Um, and he is the one who has created my business. Um, like I said earlier, my business begun because be, it started because God told me to start going live on Facebook and praying for people. And I did it. And when I did it, I would pray for people being led by the Holy Spirit. And he would speak to people's deepest, darkest secrets, things that they've never shared with anyone before. And they started reaching out saying, OK, how did you know that? Like, I've never met you. These people were in London and, and Massachusetts and California and uh, Paris and just all over the world and God was using me to speak to them and um, they started asking if I would coach people how I was able to hear from God because there were things that they were praying to God about or for and they didn't have answers um, and I said no I don't coach people how to do that no mm -mm, that's something between me and God and I want to keep it that way and God was like no this is actually where your purpose is. This is what I was trying to get you to. This is why I told you to go live and pray. And um, from there, my first group class started and they've been going strong every single month um, since June of 2017. Um, June of 2018, I'm sorry. Um, I've gotten speaking engagements from it. I've gotten interviews on podcasts. I've gotten interviewed for a magazine from it. Um, so God knows what he's doing, but I never would have gotten there if I didn't uh, make God my CEO of my business, if I did not make prayer a priority and really not only praying, but actually being still long enough to to hear God's voice, direction and instruction. Um, and God told me that one time he said, you know, you're not praying to me. You're you're venting. And a lot of us do that. We just talk to God all day. This was going on. I need help with this. Da, 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 da. And we get up and we go about our lives and we go about our days and we end up still making decisions based off of how we feel or where we feel we have peace at. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's God. Um, but it wasn't until God said, no, to pray to me is to conversate with me. 
and to converse with someone, not even just God. You have to, it has to be a two-way street. You have to talk and they be quiet and then they talk and you be quiet. And when God gave me that analogy, when he said, Destiny, when you vent to your friend, you just talk and you hang up. When you conversate with them, you talk, they listen, they talk, you listen. And I started doing that with God and I started hearing him clearer and clearer and clearer every single time using the journal template because I I pray primarily in the form of journaling because that's when I get God the most uh, intimate way, I like to say. Um, And literally he tells me when to go live. He tells me, you know, who to collaborate with. He tells me who not to collaborate with. He tells me um, what's him and what's not. He gives me discernment. So all of that came from literally just letting him lead. I always say it boggles my mind, the fact that even myself, but a lot of us go around saying that God has a plan and a purpose for us, but we don't live it. God is our father. And I don't know about you, but my father is not a deadbeat. And my father is not going to have an expectation of me that he doesn't share with me. (laughs) So if God has a plan and a purpose for us, it's only right that he has the step-by-step blueprint that we're supposed to take every single day to live up to that expectation. And that's what I found out. When I started using the step-by-step template he gave me to pray, he was literally showing me every single step that he wanted me to take every single day to live in the plan and purpose that he had for me. He was showing me that my 21 checklist to-do list for the day only really needed to be five steps because he would allow one step to check off five when I was doing all five. But the only way I was able to get there was by praying to him, but not venting to him. And that is how important prayer and God is in entrepreneurship, because I've been able to accomplish things that people that I know have been doing this for 10 years have just accomplished just because I've allowed God to do it. God is all knowing. He's everywhere. He knows everyone. He knows everything. He knows what they need when they need it. Why not use him? It makes life so much easier. And hey, I'm all about working smarter and not harder. So last question is, what piece of advice would I give to the destiny prior to entrepreneurship that believes she is ready to be a full-time entrepreneur? (sighs) I would have to say, be okay with having your time allotted all the time. So the biggest thing that I hated about corporate America was that I knew exactly where I had to be all the time. That this little computer system called Aspect would tell me you only could take a break between these minutes you only could take lunch between these minutes I hated it but little did I know that would be the biggest thing I needed in entrepreneurship so time management is so important I took 
Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. And one thing he said in there was, if you don't have every dollar allotted before you get paid, you will waste it. And I always say the same about your time. If you don't have every minute of your day allotted, you will waste it. And schedules are so important in entrepreneurship. Um, boundaries are very important in entrepreneurship. So that's what I, that's the advice I would give to myself prior to entrepreneurship. Um, to be very clear with your boundaries, be okay with them. Um, and then also be okay with the schedule. It's needed. It's needed to be um, successful. It's needed to be um, taken seriously. It's needed. And then the other advice I would give is if God's telling you to do it, do it. Because a little backstory is after I had my son, the Lord told me not to go back to work full time. He told me to go back part time. And I was gun ho about doing it. But then when I got back to work, they offered me a very, very nice position that I had wanted for a very long time. And I allowed fear to stop me. I allowed the thought of how are you really going to make it? You have a baby now. Like your husband's going to go crazy. You're going to go crazy. Like, you know, um, stop me. So if I was just obedient, then I probably I probably would have been further than I would be now. Um, but. Yeah, that would be my advice. Time management is important. Um, allotting your time is important. Having a schedule, creating boundaries is important. And move when God tells you to move. Don't don't wait. Just just do it. Because everything that God tells you to do is for your betterment. It's never to harm you. It's never to hurt you. It's always to make you better. So those are all the questions that I have asked my previous guest. So I'm going to just take a couple of minutes and share some other nuggets that I've learned in my a little over a, uh, a year journey as a full-time entrepreneur. Um, so going back to boundaries, I would say... Um, a lot of times people are afraid to tell people I'm closed or not be open or not be available so much so that they run their self to the ground, um, or they push away or are not as available to the people that need them, like their family. Um, so boundaries are a must. Um, everyone knows if you work with me. Um, Sundays is off limits for me. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're paying. I don't care. Um, I do not work on Sundays at all. Um, that is the time all of my calendars get blocked. That is the time my phone is usually in my room and never touched. Um, that is the time where I don't really post on social media. I may a little here and there, but just for fun. Um, but yeah, I am very, very specific about not working on Sundays um, I do have some other days during the week where um, my schedule is very limited um, for my family because when I did network marketing, I didn't have those boundaries and I felt like I had to answer every email right when it came through or they wouldn't want to buy. I had to 
be available or, you know, I would lose customers or I would lose um, or I would get bad, you know, feedback. And then I realized that, excuse me, that that's not a real realistic expectation. Walmart, Target, Kroger, Food Lion, these are huge organizations that have real budgets, real workers, and they still close. And if they can close, then little old me can close. Um, and more importantly, I realized that it was not healthy. Um, you know, I have always been a person who likes to stay up late and like work through the night and that's my best working hours. That's what I always say. Um, but realistically, my health was taking a turn for the worse because sleep is a necessity. It's cute to make a cute meme. It's cute to make a cute Instagram story or Instagram post about, oh, if you're a real entrepreneur, you work through the night. All of that's cute. But when you have to be on vitamins every single day, um, like B12 and iron and so on and so forth because you have literally exhausted your body to where it's not working properly that's the part they don't put it's like those commercials take these migraine pills but it may cause death and a heart attack and you may lose your two toes like that's kind of it so I would say be okay with boundaries be okay with not always being available because your lane is your lane and only you can only you can create the speed limit for your lane think about that so there's no reason to look in the next lane and try to go faster or slower or whatever because you create your speed limit you can and you can go faster but you'll end up missing the people that are moving at your pace the other thing i've found out in entrepreneurship is (laughs) some people may not like this but be very have discernment about where you spend your money um a lot of times as new entrepreneurs we feel like we have to pay for these amazing coaches or we have to um you know pay all of this money for a web design and now some of these things are non-negotiable however I'm more of a green personality I'm very hands-on very analytical so I, I actually have done a lot of it myself YouTube and Google I mean they're powerful okay and like I said earlier God is my CEO God literally gives me all the instruction he leads me to the right person at the right time um But just have discernment about where you spend your money. I think a lot of times we pay for these coaches and we pay for these, you know, strategists and these this and these that um, just because of, you know, word of mouth or just because of, you know, we see their PayPal account. Um, But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter who the person is. If God didn't call them to you and you to them, it won't work. And that is something I had to learn the hard way because I am a green personality. I love research. I love reaching out to people. I love connecting with new people on a regular basis and really just 
I know this is terrible to say in our industry, but pick their brain, but pay for it, obviously. Um, But I learned the hard way that because the business that I'm in, because what God called me to do, it's going to be very unconventional. It's going to be very different. It's going to be done very unconventionally and very different. So I could reach out to a brand strategist or a coach and tell them that, for the whole month of November, God doesn't want me offering coaching classes, which is something that really happened in real life. And they would look at me sideways like, girl, that's how you make your money. Like, what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to pay your bills? Like, how are you going to make X amount of dollars by the end of the year by doing this? Right. But because my business is ran by God, I have to be very strategic and have discernment about who I work with because if God leads me to a coach or a business strategist, he's going to lead me to someone who would understand that my ship is ran by one captain and one captain only. It's not ran by money. It's not ran by the expectations of the people. Um, it's ran only by God. Um, and that I don't want to say I don't care, but that I don't focus on, well, if I don't go live today, these people may not follow me anymore. I can't focus on that because I am only focused on being where God told me to be when he told me to be there doing what he told me to do because he knows who will need it then. I may pray for somebody two weeks ago that may not need my prayers ever again, but two weeks later, there will be someone new that God knew needed it then. So have discernment um, and pray about everyone that you collaborate with but specifically who you're spending your money with because you have to remember that the importance of reaping and sowing is very very important and it's very real um in the same way that the word says to sow into good ground that doesn't change just because we're talking business you want to make sure you're sowing into good ground you're sowing into good seed good soil Um, That's going to sprout up a harvest that you and them won't have room enough to receive. Um, Which also ties into my next tip, which is um, all collaboration isn't good collaboration. Um, I am one that is for no competition, for collaborating, for encouraging, for motivating. I'm for all of that. However, um, I'm also not going to allow just anyone to go on my live or just anyone speak on my podcast um, because my podcast was given to me specifically from God. The topics are given from him. The people that I allow to speak on there are from him. And I'm not going to allow someone just because they may have 35,000 followers um, and they've seen something I do and like um, on my podcast. If the Lord tells me that they may be into sage or into witchcraft or into um, praising the universe, I'm not going to do it. Because even though what I do is not necessarily in the four walls of a church, I still look at what I do as ministry. Everything I do is ministry. Writing a book is ministry. Um, Getting in front of people and speaking is a ministry. Everything that I do is ministry, and it's a way of edifying God. Um, And I have a responsibility to God to cover the people that he brings on my platform or in my 
in my area, in my in my realm, in my uh, vicinity. Um, so if I allow anyone to speak over my people, my sheep that the Lord has assigned me, and they lead them to destruction or, or further from God or whatever the case may be, then that will be on my hands and I have to take account for that. So um, all collaboration is not good collaboration. It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter what their following look like, looks like. It doesn't matter what their bank account looks like. If they aren't serving God and aren't genuine um, and have an intimate relationship with God, um, I don't want to work with them. So I would encourage you um, to pray specifically to God for discernment of good and evil, um, because he is very, very, very good at letting you know um, who who he who's his and who isn't. Right. Um it says very clearly in the word about you getting to, to the getting in front of the Lord and him saying, I never knew you. Um, and he can tell you that right now on earth if he doesn't know people. Um, so just have discernment. Um, just be just just be still and be very intentional about hearing God's voice in the direction he wants you to take you. He wants to take you. Um, so how is it that you can reach me? So as I said a little bit earlier in this session, I am an author, a podcaster host, obviously, a motivational speaker, and a prayer and discernment coach. Um, And I get asked all the time, what is a prayer and discernment coach? What does that even mean? That honestly was what I asked God when he told me that that is where he was taking me. Um, But basically what it is that I do is I'm considered um, a prayerist. And what that is or what that means is um, I specialize in conducting one-on-one and group prayer sessions very similar to therapy or life coach sessions where I allow the Holy Spirit to lead my sessions, which allows us to get to the root of the problem a lot faster and get to the solution. Um, And God begins to give his people um, direction and how they can become whole and it's very very powerful very um very powerful and it warms my heart to see it because I do believe that mental illness is a real thing um and it has allowed me the opportunity to put together something that so many people try to separate which is therapy or counseling and prayer and God um and I always say that therapy and counseling, what it does is it gives you your voice back. Um, it gives you the it, words to articulate of where the trauma comes from, where the pain came from. Um, and when you add prayer and God into it, it allows that open wound to be healed. Um, because what I've found, and I also did therapy myself, is it will bring up a lot of harbored stuff it will allow you to talk about it but it doesn't really give you a solution of how to move forward in a healthy way um and i always like to use the analogy when it comes to god when you go to therapy or even when you pray and ask god to uproot remove and dispose of those broken areas in you it's like pulling up a plant out of the ground and it's gone. Once you pull it up, it's gone. It's no longer growing in that area. 
But what also happens is there's an open hole there. And if you don't come back and re-soil that area and um, heal that area, then it's an open wound. And what happens is rain begins to fall in it. Bugs begin to, uh, you know, crawl in it. Um, It turns into mud once the rain hits it and it gets really, really just a mess. Um, And that's what happens a lot of times in us. You know, we ask God to uproot, remove, and dispose those broken areas in us. We go to therapy and we uproot those areas because we're talking about them. But what ends up happening is there is no resoiling that happens. Um, There's no void. I mean, there's no, um, there's no hole that's being filled by God. Um, And what happens is we end up replacing that bad thing with something else. And we kind of repeat this cycle or find ourselves in the same kind of uh, cycle. So that is what I do. I work with people so that they can be truly healed by God um, and that they can have direction, instruction and um, clarity about life and where it is he wants to take them. Um, And they believe in themselves again. They they are re- um, reaffirmed by God. And and more importantly, God gives them their identity that he had for them before the toxicity of the world was placed on them. The labels, the titles, the, um, the bad words, just everything. Um, so that is what I do primarily or full time is I am a prayer and discernment coach and I work with people, like I said, uh, one-on-one and also in group sessions. So my group sessions are what is known as purposeful prayer. And that's a four-week course where I work in a group setting um, with people and we work on our belief system, but we also do those one-on-one private sessions. And then I also just do private sessions. Um, All of my information can be found at www.realizingdestiny.com, but you can always follow me on Instagram at realizing underscore destiny or on Facebook at destiny realizing destiny Thomas. And I also go live Monday through Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and just pray for people because I feel like we got away from asking people how they're doing. And the best way to ask people how they're doing, but to get to the real root of how they're really doing is by asking, is there anything we can pray for them about? or pray for them for. And so that's what I do. I go live and just pray for people. I lift up their prayers right there, right then. There's no reason to take it in my private prayer closet when I'm not the one giving them the solutions and the answers and the direction is God. So um, I would encourage you all that are tuning in to join me anytime Monday through Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come with your friends, your family, and of course your prayer request. Um, You can also submit your prayer request at realizingdestiny.com beforehand so that I have it already, or if it's anonymous and you don't want people to know it's you, you can do that as well. But um, I just truly thank you all for tuning into my podcast thus far. Um, I really hope that something was planted into you from this uh, episode or from any of the previous ones. Uh, Feel free to always follow me, like I said, on Instagram at realizing underscore destiny and DM me of, you know, what you think or um, or even post a review on iTunes of what you think about this podcast, what you would like to see differently. Um, I'm just really at a place in life where I want to be obedient to God and do things his way. And I'm okay with 
people not liking it. I'm okay with people liking it. I, at this point, my main and only concern is getting in front of God and having him say, well done, good and faithful servant, but not just well done, but actually saying well done because I was doing what he wanted me to be doing when he wanted me to be doing it. So once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to share with you guys what the next series will be about. Stay tuned. Prayer is such an important part of every area of our lives. And that's what we're doing here with Realizing Destiny podcast. We are just showing you guys how important prayer is in every area of our lives. We started with marriage and now we're in entrepreneurship. So if you yourself is in a particular space in life where you want to elevate your relationship with God, if you want to discern God's voice for yourself so that he can reveal to you your identity and also your purpose, I strongly encourage you to go to www.realizingdestiny.com and sign up for a one-on-one session with me. Because once you do that, God will be able to do an impartation in you got, he will be able to reveal himself to you in a way that he's never been able to do it. In those sessions, I share with you guys a, a template, a system that God has given me specifically from him that has allowed me to hear from him every single time I do it in a form of journal praying. So I want to share that with as many people as possible. So if you feel like you are in that spot or you know someone that is in that spot, go to www.realizingdestiny.com and at least sign up for a 15-minute consultation that is free where you can ask me specific questions of how it goes, how it works, and all of that stuff like that. Um, But if you don't want to do that, but you want access to the template, I also offer the template in a notebook. Um, So the template is included in a notebook step-by-step of how I talk to God every single day, how he literally led, guide me and directs me in my business, how he was able to take me out of corporate and start a business of my own that is flourishing every single day. Go to www.realizingdestiny.com, go to products, and there is the notebook. It is very inexpensive and it will truly change every area of your life. Also feel free to join me Monday through Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at www.instagram.com backslash realizing underscore destiny, where I go live and pray for people publicly. You just put your prayer request in the comments and I will lift them up to you, to the Lord for you right there. I don't wait. I don't pray about it later. I pray for people live right there. You can also submit your prayer request at www.realizingdestiny.com. It'll say submit prayer request. Go ahead and submit your request beforehand and you'll be at the top of the list to get your prayer request lifted up. But I just truly want everyone to encounter God for themselves because once you have that real encounter with God, he will be able to reveal himself to you in such a way that you cannot deny. And he will be able to reveal to you your identity that he had crafted for you before you were in your mother's womb and reveal to you your purpose, your career, your significant other, your just everything in your life. How could we possibly think that God has a purpose and a plan for our lives, but we don't go to the source. We don't go to him to find out the steps of how to achieve that purpose and that plan. Well, guys, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. I love you all. And until next time.